Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants from the best place to grab a taco or a pizza to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting Portuguese chef Nuno Mendes, who has devoted his life to his passion for food and travel. He founded the groundbreaking concept The Loft Project in London, where he hosted up-and-coming chefs to take up residence and experiment with his own cooking. His passion for food and immersive dining experiences is evident in his successful London restaurants, like Viajante, Taberna do Mercado and Mausch. A few years ago he opened Lisboeta, serving his versions of the most iconic dishes from Lisbon. We asked Nuno Mendes to tell us about himself and his journey that's made him one of the most famous Portuguese chefs globally. At the end of our talk, he'll reveal his favorite restaurant recommendations in Lisbon and the rest of the world. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. Very good. So, Nuno Mendes, tell me, who is Nuno Mendes? <laughs> uh, just a someone, you know, Portuguese guy. I, um, I grew up, um, yeah. Portuguese by heart and by by birth. Um, I guess a little bit of a traveler, I guess. Viajante. I've been been living in different places and um, you know learning and uh, kind of picking up interesting things along the way and and uh, trying to somehow propose that into my my projects into hospitality. A little by little, starting to do restaurants and um, and hotels as well. Um, and trying to bring those experiences into life for them and increasingly getting more sort of patriotic and sentimental about my my country and, um, and I guess it's also like a change a change uh, you know that's happened with with children it's a certain responsibility in trying to raise awareness you know you know in order to be able to pass to her more more of my experiences and more of uh, where I came from, trying to also investigate and, and delve deeper into my roots and and also the, the culture of the food and, and the food uh, of the country that I, that I grew up in, that I love and very passionate about. We're now in your new restaurant, yes. uh, Lisboeta, in London. Lisboeta, yes. And this is uh, very Portuguese. It is, it is, but, it is. But tell me about, I mean, briefly, trying to make it briefly, <laughs> your background and the restaurants. It's been a long journey uh, and many different kinds of uh, yeah. cuisines and cooking techniques, yeah. influences. I mean, briefly, yeah. could, if you would have to go through those many restaurants you worked <laughs> at, uh, um, yeah. where did it start? Uh, well, I think it started in Portugal. It started with my father and my grandmother and the passion for food. And um, and and the fact that they are, my father in a sense, he was really um, he's very curious about cuisines of the world, and I think he instilled in me this curiosity about Golden cuisine, Japanese cuisine, and also like how they intersect with Portuguese. Um, so that took me on a on a journey. Uh, I, I lived in Portugal, then traveled, and um, uh, worked in different places. And I think when I came to London, I felt it was time for me to distill. 
you know, I came to London with the purpose of opening a restaurant. I came to, to, I, I fell in love with London. I fell in love with East London. I wanted to do, to start doing projects, doing my own project here. A place that was reflective of my journey, my roots, and, and what I've learned, what I picked up. So I opened Bacchus. Um, I worked with Jean-Georges before uh, in New York and I came in and, and uh, my first sexual position in London was was a restaurant with Jean-Georges that was opening and I came to help him out uh, but then I moved I opened Bacchus which is my first restaurant and this Hoxton. was and this was when East London was not yeah, very there was not a big it was cool it was a fun it was a fun place I fell in love with East London I was like man like I want to open a restaurant there this you know I love the neighborhood I love how, how it's It's still bohemian. It's still kind of like it's still, you know, very very rough. But it was very creative and it was fun. And I felt like you know I wanted to translate, I wanted to capture the energy of the city and the streets and what was happening in that area and translate that into a, into a restaurant. And that's what Bacchus was. It was it was quite. It was a pub. It was an old. You know, it used to be a, an old gangster pub, really. And it was it was pretty rough. I mean, you know, we've had some interesting stories happening. And this loc the location was on Hoxton Street. Yeah. So it was man Hoxton Street. You know, it's still it's still not it's still a bit rough now. But I mean, 15 years ago it was very rough. And um, yeah, so some there's some very good stories about people coming in and getting mugged or getting robbed or some shit happening outside or whereabouts uh, thereabouts of the restaurant. Um, yeah. So I started. That was kind of like my first sort of my first because uh, my first expression, I guess, and it was very raw. But it was a lot of fun. It was just it was just cooking. It was just, you know, when I look at when I think about it, like you know, like there's no politics or like no, you know, it was just just coming in and just pushing and trying to do the best he could. Um, you know, like at the time, like no chefs, like you know, literally like everyone's a kitchen porter around me, and I was just pushing like, ah, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And little by little, we started getting there. And that was that was, um, I think that that restaurant made quite a splash at the time in London, and and it was like it was rough as hell in the beginning, and I think. We shaped up. Um, I think it was. It became a very interesting restaurant. I thought, you know. Um, sadly, I think you know, you know, we we fell victim to the two thousand eight and the two thousand eight financial crisis. I mean, London was you know really really came to a stop, um, and it closed. Um, so I think the, my partners felt that it was probably wiser to just turn it back into a pub, keep running it as a pub, just pour pints and just. You know, make something to go with the pints, and that was it. Mm. Um, that you know, but but then you know, you, you know, as I always say, you close the door and you open a window. Um, I'm very sad, and I feel like you know, sometimes I wonder where Bucks would be right now if it continued. You know, like it's funny because we opened at the same time as a, as a, as Inaki opened Chateaubriand, and I was like, shit, you know, In like, Paris, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's nice. I, I remember going to Chateaubriand at that time. It was like still like you know, thirteen pound, thirteen euros for for lunch for three course lunch at the time. I think it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking yeah. amazing. Um, so yeah, so it's nice to see that. Remember that. Um, yeah, so that opened. That gave a chance to open the Love Project. And, and that I can uh, That was actually cooking in. In my house. Yeah, at your house. Yeah. So like, I mean, like it's, it's very much <laughs> of the moment. Like right. So financial crisis. Fucking everyone's like restaurants are closing, like you know, right? So like, let's bring the party to the house, and yeah, so getting a chance to actually cook, to bring our guests to the house, to 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 create and to really get to know. I mean, like you know, for me, like this about, you know, look, I'm a chef by trade, but for me, it's I'm I'm a, I, I'm incredibly passionate about hospitality and creating these experiences, and the food is just a vehicle, the wine, so you know, it's creating this 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 world, this new world, 
and I felt that like you know my house, the Loft Project, was 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 this world, you know, and um, and it was such a all the barriers are broken, or you went so much closer. The the interaction between you and the guests was so much greater. Uh, that dialogue, that tension that was created was so so interesting, and I and I I, I fell in love with that. I think probably like this one of the I guess one of the most defining projects in my career. I don't know, like, I mean, whatever. Like I mean, if I can say that, but it was really such a such a cool thing to do. I really, I really love that. I, I miss that project a lot. There's pre kids as well, so like life was very simple at the time, mm. um, and I, and it was just uh, it was raw. I mean, like you know, it was mine as well. It was just mine. You know, like I mean, you know, I I, I could set it up myself. You know, like I mean, mine in the sense myself and my my partner at the time. We could just do it. I mean, it was like you know, I paid the rent and just just did it until the landlord got got wind of what we're doing and jacked up our rent. And but this was in the years two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and then and then it carried on. So, you know, it started as as my you know my place, and then I said, well, you know, I opened Viajant, which is something that I was working on, and um, and as I um, that gave me a chance to to turn into chef's gallery because I realized it was such a huge potential opportunity window for a lot of chefs to come in to showcase their work in, a, in an environment that was completely free of, I don't know, just easy, uncomplicated, and just like really raw and one-to-one. So um, so I opened it as a chef's gallery. I turned it into a chef's gallery and, and uh, fuck, I mean, we showcased some pretty amazing people there. Some amazing chefs have cooked there. I mean, like, Jesus. From Magnus, Magnus Nilsson to Marcola Greco, to James Lowe, to Isaac McHale, mm-hmm. um, to, fuck, I mean, like, uh, I always forget some really amazing ones. Uh, Jesus, I mean, there's so many amazing chefs. I mean, really, like, uh, David Pint was, 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 was worked with us for years. I mean, like, bloody hell, a lot of the team from Noma, James Knappett, uh, fuck, I mean, one, two star, three star chefs have cooked there. Um, and just slang, you know, made made food in my in my flat. Yeah, and it was cool, and uh, so it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Sixteen guests came in; they had no idea what they're walking into, and then that was it. Just, just drop it. It was fun. Um, yeah, that was that was a cool project. It carried on till about 2013, and that's when the landlord said, "Look, we're gonna sell the flat, so you gotta move out." Yeah, yeah. Kids, three kids on, three kids by then. I was like, I gotta, I gotta do it. Viajant. Viajant and the corner room for me. I think they need to go hand in hand because, those, for me, those two projects were, they were, they they, they walked together. Yeah, yeah. We had Viajant, which is you know a restaurant with ambition, of being you know I think I think you know we wanted to just you know so I think it's a slightly more comprehensive experience, a little bit you know just menu style format. I mean, really kind of some more detail on things, and you know I think more ambition, I guess. But in the corner room, which is a neighborhood parallel to that, that offered an experience to a lot of our friends in the neighborhood that was still very affordable, um, inclusive, and uh, and uh, and accessible, and I felt that it was such an important duality to play. Um, yeah, I mean, Viajante was successful. Um, it was um, a labor of love. Amazing chefs that have gone through that kitchen. Um, we did some really cool collaborations. Very much, I think that enabled me to actually start bringing in a lot of my Portuguese roots um, as an an art cultural diversity, gastronomy. Um, Yeah, it was an amazing project. Um, Very sad about the way it ended. And that that was located in in the 
the in, the, in, the, in the town hall hotel. Yeah, which yeah. is in uh, located in Bethnal Green. Yeah, Bethnal Green, all the way there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was, it was a uh, you know, 2010. It was uh, Bethnal Green is a different, different area yeah. from what it is now. So it's real. It really felt like we we're very far away, but it was incredible to see how many people from all over the world came. I mean, the, when we look at the guests, the people that came through to visit us, the dinners that we did. The friends that we made, um, yeah, I think the, I think the impact. I guess you know when I look at you know seeing the guests now coming through for Lisboeta, for instance, I can say, oh man, I used to go. These you know Vigento is my favorite meal. You know, like at the time, you know, it's was, it was nice to hear that. And people say that. I don't ask them; they just say that. Mm-hmm. So it means that yeah. it's honest, it's genuine. Like mm-hmm. otherwise, they wouldn't they wouldn't bother. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that I'm asking. Hey, I was enough. Um, so it's nice to hear that, and and it feels like. That, that restaurant had some influence, had, had an impact, positive impact, I think. I think it opened up, uh, I think, I, I don't know, it was, I think it was different from what, the, the, what, what was happening in London at the time. So it felt, felt fresh and it was exciting to do that. Very challenging, operationally, like, you know, a lot of stuff happening, personal life, you know, uh, it would work and all that. I think that was, um, yeah, I'm sad, I'm sad about, I feel like it wasn't, I didn't want it to end, but it ended, and, and, and you know, and um, yeah, look, it did. And I guess maybe, maybe perhaps that's why people speak so fondly about it, because mm-hmm. it ended. Yeah, if it continued, yeah. be like, oh, it's fucking yeah, old and yeah, tired and shit, yeah. and like, I don't know. Um, but it ended. Um, yeah, and, and then I opened the firehouse, and that was a beast. And it was fun. It was an exciting project. Very different. I think, you know, I like... So that's Children Firehouse. Children Firehouse, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. The Children Firehouse, and I think it's. Um, I like the idea of working on different things, and I like, you know, I don't know, like I like looking at different concepts, different ways of looking at food, different experiences. And I feel like, I don't know, I mean, maybe, maybe I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to be that one person that just spends time in one place and that's it. Maybe that's not that's not me. I, I don't know. Like I mean, my brain. Maybe I drink too much coffee. My head's always just going 100 miles an hour. Um, but I like to create different experiences, and I feel like the firehouse is such an interesting opportunity. And you know, a lot of people say, "Ah, oh, you know, like why you do that? You know, selling out, whatever." Like, I don't give a shit. Um, I think that's wrong. I mean, I think the, the proposition of opening a place of that magnitude, size, mm-hmm. sheer yeah, size. It's huge. I, mean, yeah. I mean, doing two hundred fifty covers and try to push a standard, try to push something completely different. For was, I mean, that that was not that was not how people operated in mm-hmm. London, like at the time, like the food. What we're putting on a plate, the effort that we're going—I think the story. I mean, like there's there was a lot of stuff going on, and to do it at that size, I think was 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 an interesting challenge. And also for me, it was an opportunity to actually celebrate the the majestic eateries, the, the amazing eateries that you find in North America. I think it was at the time I didn't feel like it was I feel like in London at the time it was very much a it was either like you know the the, the gastronomy, the temples of gastronomy, um, or like the or like the social places, but there was no combination combination of the yeah. two so I felt like it was the, the firehouse brought that element you know mm. and I thought it was interesting it was funny incredible project incredibly rewarding to do I mean just the challenges that it brought like you know like the, the operationally trying to keep that beast going um, it was it was it was incredible is it 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 the adrenaline of that the, the I mean the relentless push to keep the place getting Progressing as well and mm-hmm. evolving and, and keeping up the stand, just trying to keep up but also moving forward, was a real was was real. Yeah, I mean, I think 
for me, it was a, it was a real personal. I mean, it was I don't know. If I felt there's a lot of gratification in that because it's like you know, like you're moving from you know a thirty seater, forty seater into something that's like a, a you know, and trying to like somehow keep it at a certain standard. And that was like yeah. So I'm very I'm very proud of that, and I'm quite quite. I think, I, I don't know, it was, it, was, it was fun and it was challenging and it was great and it pushed me. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, like, I, like, I like things that push me, you know, I like, I like projects that push me. Yeah, then I opened Taberna and that's the, no, that's, that's the start of this journey really where we are now. Yeah, so um, I wanted to believe, you know. And that was at the market? In the Spielfields market. Yeah. Incredible chef, incredible team. Um, you know, wow, really, I think the ambition that we had, what we tried to do was, was really good. Really, really very proud of that project. It really, it was uh, an amazing sort of showcase. That was a real, that was my first place where I said I want to do Portuguese food. I really want to focus it on Portugal, really celebrate, bring in. And I wanted to, to you know, and I, as much as I love Spain and I've, I've learned so much by cooking in Spain, eating in Spain, um, um, you know, meeting French, uh, Spanish chefs, how much they've inspired me. I wanted to celebrate the difference between, you know, I really want to celebrate Portugal as a different, as a country that's completely different and, and celebrate the, 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 the different, the, you know, how much we have culturally, gastronomically that is different from Spain because for a long time there's kind of like, ah, oh, like, you know, like Iberian is uh, Portugal, Spain. No, no, it's very different. Yeah. So to bring that, to speak about our mercantile history, to speak about our coastlines and the bountiful, you know, the ingredients that that offers the, the different, just the different climates and, and how that impacts the food, the, the you know, you know, the strength that that has. Um, I really wanted to bring that up. I wanted to, I wanted to showcase that. And I feel like Taberna achieved that. Sadly, I mean, you know, the location was was a tough one. I think that dining, dinner, trade was great. But it became a destination. I wanted to be a place very much like this, where a place you walk into mm. as well. Mm. I wanted to have a level of sort of familiarity and neighborhood yeah. feel, and I, it was impossible to achieve that there. I mean, the lunch just wasn't, and yeah, and basically it was. It, that was a real, you know, again, like you know, I'm sitting here and I've been very successful in my career, and I feel like you know I've been very lucky, very lucky to have some successes. But you know, that was. Uh, but I also like you know, you know, I've, I've had some some you know some. At times, the, some difficult times. Um, it was, yeah, it was sad to see it. Sad to see it because I felt that the concept, this is the right concept, this is the wrong location. And that was, I, I have to raise my hand up on that. That was my fault. So I have to just own it. Um, yeah, pick up and keep going, right? So the restaurant brought me on a journey to write the book, which is Lige Boite, which is right there, yeah. which is the start of this, which is a really... It was, you know, <laughs> I jokingly say it's a love letter to Lisbon, but it really is a celebration. It, it's, 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 it's celebrating Lisbon for what an amazing city it is, uh, what it was for me when I grew up, how much it's changed, the memories that I have of that city with that sleeping beauty back in those days when things were very difficult, and now seeing it coming out of that, like seeing seeing the city awake and and, and sort of like rising from the ashes, kind of like being being really sort of. Uh, being all you know, like being being an amazing destination now, seeing it flourish, seeing like you know the the positive energy, um, you know, and celebrating the gastronomy as well. So, Lisboeta started this project, Lisboeta. Um, so it started that. There was, a, there was a, also 
you know, a note to my family to kind of like celebrating my ancestors and, you know, celebrating like, you know, the memories that I have of that city. I'm passing hopefully a testament to my kids as well so they can, they were born here so they can feel like like Lisbon's also their city. Uh, and that, so, so that, that journey, this book journey led me to then open a project in Lisbon, which is Black Walter Tell. So that's, uh, that's cool. It's kind of gone. Black Walter is a place where I used to hang out in back in, when, I was, when I was a kid, um, <laughs> up to no good. Um, so yeah, I opened, opened there. And that's been a fun project to do, to be actually, to have a project in my, my hometown. Uh, and how much do you sp time do you spend there? Um, I go there every month. You know, like uh, at the moment, I mean, um, at times I spend more depending. I mean, obviously, like now, you know, focusing here, but the team is, is good. Uh, but it's been, a, it's been a wonderful project to see. You know, I think um, we're now opening the, 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 the street. Left. I always wanted to have a street restaurant in Lisbon. So for the bulk of the time, we had the, it was only the fifth floor. And I felt that I wanted to have something on the ground level. And it's finally opening. So four years, five years, five years after the project was launched, is now um, we're now opening the the street level restaurant. So it's nice. It's nice to have the finger on the pulse of the city yeah. and to have a place, not have to go through a hotel yeah, reception yeah. to uh, to come in to see us. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. So that was that was been um, that's been fun, and uh, yeah, and I think that really allowed me to. To work with those ingredients and to work and actually like you know on the terrace on the fifth floor, you know when you're looking you're looking over the bridge, you can say to our guests to find you know it's 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 a it's a luxury for me that's that's the luxury of that project. You can point you can point up or down, east or west, and say, well the perception is coming from there, the pork is coming if you cross the bridge and you go a hundred miles that's that's where you get it. Mm -hmm. You know the 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 the, the red malts are coming from a little bit up north. You know like Peniche, you know. It's really nice to, to be able to speak about the ingredients and say, look, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. to, to point to our guests where they're coming from. And that and to produce, work that. do you use much of that same produce here or how much local produce, British produce here? I think, you know, it's much harder now because of Brexit. You know, mm -hmm. it's very difficult. So, so dried, cured stuff I can get. Fresh stuff, it has to be mostly, mostly from here. Mm -hmm. It's very, very hard to get local ingredients from Portugal. We moved over to the, the wine cellar yeah. to avoid some noise from the kitchen. Um, so uh, the Portuguese food, uh, we're here in London, the British and Portuguese food, the connection, how's, uh, what's the relationship? Well, I mean, I think, I think this relationship started many years ago. I think it's like, I think we're one of the, one of the oldest trading partners, um, the British and the Portuguese. Um, obviously London's my, my hometown, even though well, Lisbon's my, my my city of birth and my hometown, I guess my, my adopted hometown is London. Um, and yeah, and I think I wanted to bring, bring that, bring a little bit of, uh, continue the journey to introduce and to, to, to explore Portuguese cuisine here. Um, but also like, I think I've always, I've always, um, I've always had a lot of curiosity. I've always been very, um, um, curious about, and also, and, and, and kind of, uh, drawn to the few chefs that I've met that captured um, the cuisine of their country working with the seasonality and the ingredients from where they are rather than try to like copy paste recipe by recipe they actually 
evolving uh, their cuisine. And I think, you know, Santiago was one of them, you know, bringing, working, making Mexican cuisine, Mexican food with British ingredients. John, funny enough, uh, Angle Thai, I mean, he's, I think he's, uh, that's, that's, his, uh, that's his aim. Uh, you know, what Jeremy did with, you know, with Ikoi trying to bring in, uh, and even Junior from Koi back in the day, I remember when Junior, like, I mean, wow, like, I mean, I miss that guy. I miss, I miss, I miss his food, you know, I miss Junior because he was looking, he interpreted Japanese cuisine through the British seasonality. I thought it was mm -hmm. incredible. And I was, and it was such a, so inspiring to see that. Yeah. And I miss him. I really miss his cuisine in London. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I, don't, I can't say that we're, we're as, you know, I, I would like to maybe one day be as a bit, you know, like a, to get to that. I mean, I don't know, it'd be an honor to get to that. But that's, yeah, that's how we're starting. We're starting to, with a, with the idea to showcase Portuguese food, Portuguese cuisine, but working with British seasonality and trying to, and, and you know, and having our own identity, you know, like not, we're not copy-pasting recipes, we're interpreting things in our mm. way. Um, so it's, so it's a destination, so it is, it is a, a single, single unique place. Yeah, yeah. But it's a fun, you know, for me, like, I don't know, like, I love, I love tasting, you know, I feel like hospitality's been through so much lately, and I think the world's been through so much, and I feel like what I, I feel like at the moment, you know, I feel like the, what we're offering here, which is a restaurant that is accessible, where you come in, and you come in and you can you can sit in and have a glass of wine, have some snacks, and then if you want to stay further, and you can go, you know, you can kind of like measure, you know, you can really like you're sitting on this amazing wine list from amazing friends in Portugal. You can really go big, but you can also just have a beer mm. and have and have a couple of things and leave. And I feel like I like that. I like that the the, the inclusiveness of that. And mm. I feel like that's that's something that that I don't know. I think that that's that that's why I feel like. That's what I that I, that's what I feel like it should be. I don't know. That's that's what I want to offer now. Mm, yeah. If someone comes in, I want it to be. Able, I want to make sure that they're able to walk through the door, and and you know, you know, regardless of how much money they have in their wallet, just they want to come in and experience something, and they can measure and yeah, look, they can come in on a Monday, and then just have one thing and then come back mm. maybe on a Thursday or Friday and spend a little more or whatever. Yeah, but I want to give that opportunity. I've always believed in that. Um, with Viajant and, and the corner room again, it was it was very much to make sure that the corner room was also the 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 alter ego of that of that of that of that, of that project that mm. allowed for people to come in and engage with the food and the cooking techniques, etc., and the product, but at a level at a price point that was affordable. Yeah, and I feel like it's critical, and and, and that's that's what Lisboeta is. Yeah, it, it is a, it is a, also a love letter. You know, it is a, a very passionate. Uh, Emotion, you know, like you know, a project with a lot of heart, and very, very much celebrating Lisbon and yeah. and Portugal. Yeah. In the next part of the podcast, we'll hear Nuno Mendes' favorite restaurant recommendations in Lisbon and the rest of the world. So, if we move over to <laughs> traveling. Uh, viajante uh, means traveler. Tra traveler. Traveler in Portuguese, yeah. When you uh, when you travel and pick your travel destinations uh, regarding food, what's what are you thinking about? What's wh what are you after? Well, I mean, uh, I think I think it's so it's so hard to find real local, true local experiences. You know, real. I think I think you know it's it's. 
the world, you know, everything's everything's become. I think everything everything's become so much more blurry. So you really have to dig deeper to find real authenticity, right? Um, the authentic, and I think I, I still I still travel. You know, I think well, I'll be lying to say. I mean, like at the moment, I travel to to satisfy the needs of my kids and make sure they create an amazing experience for them. But you know, if I can't afford to the time, and um, you know, I still like like to find authenticity. And I feel like it's it's you have to travel further now for that. Um, yeah, genuine genuine food, you know, made by genuine people, um, capture the essence of, of places. I think um, I had I had uh, you know some really back streets of Greece, some really interesting experiences. I mean, I wish in my mind back streets of Japan, <laughs> and back streets of China. Um, Go has always been. Uh, but it's so hard to find the real, the real golden cuisine. Um, had some amazing experiences in Peru, but again, I mean, I haven't. I've just scratched the surface. There's so much more to find out. Europe, I mean, yeah, the back streets of Portugal. I think they they really were eye opening. I still I still get amazed every time I I travel. Bit of uh, the, the old world. Yeah, I think there's so much of the old world that we're still missing, and I feel like there's so many. You know, I remember I still. You know, I say this. I've said this before, but I mean, you know, sometimes you're sitting in the Alentejo somewhere in, in Atashka, like in a real sort of like mom and pop joint, and you're tasting something that you know, and you're like having having traveled to China. I feel like shit. You know, like I feel like. You know, I, you know, I've had this like this in China, or or the other way around. You're in China eating something. Shit, I've had this dish in the Alentejo. Mm. And the fact that, and then you start looking at it, and then you start realizing that yes, there's a connection, and they've, and they've, 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 they've you know, um, we've spent time there. This, you know, like we brought things from there. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I'm still very, I'm still very curious about that to explore that. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, I wish I, I wish I could travel more. I mean, between work and family, it just keeps mm. me. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, my bucket list keeps growing, but it doesn't. It, you know, it should be coming down. It's not. It's, it should get more places I want to go to, and less yeah. places I go to. Anyway. So yeah. If we go out in the street here in London, um, any favorite places that you would have here that you keep going to, or that you really love? Yeah, um, I'm really excited about going back to Lyles. I'm actually going back. So I have some friends here from Porto. I'm going to get a chance to go to to show them a little bit of London. And I'm gonna go there. You know, we had Charlie from the Laughing Heart yesterday, and I, I think again, someone that I, I love. Um, I love to go to his restaurant, see what he's doing. Um, Santiago's place is fucking awesome. Cole. Cole. Yeah. I would love to go back to Jeremy's place to see Cole. I mean, that's that. You know, talking about like Mission Star. You know, uh, but but I still feel like you know I really want to go see what he's doing. Um, I like Jackson a lot. I, I like his posture as a person. You know, as a restaurateur, I think. I like speaking to him. I love seeing what Leo's doing. Uh, the sea, the sea. Feels like I always learn so much from him. You know, he's such an amazing chef and uh, such a good friend. Um, you know, Sebastian, what he's doing at Planck again, he's a friend of mine. I think what he's doing is fucking amazing. And he's in, he's in, in my neighborhood. Like he's like you know, I see him at almost every morning. I see his restaurant every morning. It's across the street from my and house. And what kind of place is that? Planck. Uh, Planck yeah, yeah, Planck. Oh, how would, you, um, how would you describe it for someone who hasn't been there? Incredibly seasonal food. I mean, like you know, incredible, like you know, you know, technique-wise, just just like his part, like his, his the way he looks at food. Sebastian is like I think he's incredibly, you know, it's incredible. 
Um, and then what Jonathan's created with the wines, the wine club. I mean, it's funny because we looked at that site actually with, with Sebastian years ago. And it was a taxi, when it was a taxi repair place um, in Hagerson. And it's such an amazing place and what they've done with it. Um, the culture, the, 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 the food culture, the wine, what they're, you know, the way they're, 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 they're working on the wine program. Um, and the way the food like interacts with the wine, the the, the way the, the the layout of the place is incredible. It's really, for me, is a really like a unique place in London. You know, it's uh, something very special, and, and and Sebastian's cooking is incredible. Um, so that's very inspiring. Um, my friend again, like Patty from Allegra, what he's doing there. I think having, I guess you know, perhaps you know. The vision was for it to be closer to the city, and I think, but because it's so, you know, because it's it's become real a real destination, I think he's really pushed that. I think that's allowed him to go in a perhaps different direction. For sometimes you have to adapt, right? And I think, you know, I think maybe they're doing less covers, but I think what they're doing and how he's exploring, how he's growing as a chef, and the way he's working with ingredients, the ways the offering, the experience that he's creating, I think is very very special. Mm. And it's good to see him developing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's still, I feel like, I don't know, like, at, at the moment, I'm just, I'm just work, work, home, home, homework, but I feel like London, there's still some really good places to snack. There's more street places, there's more, like, the, mm-hmm. um, there's, like, more little pop-ups and things like that. I think that's exciting to see. Um, London feels like it's flourishing again. It's like, there's a good energy on the street. Yeah. There's some interesting young places popping up. Any, um, any favorites there that you would mention? Oh, man, I feel like I'm going to stitch someone up if I, because I'm forgetting. I mean, like I don't know. Like I mean, again, I spend a lot of time in East London when I'm not at work. So I, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, what Bright and P. Franco have done, fantastic. The whole team. Uh, what's happening with, um, uh, you know, Rita's is reasonably new. Um, I love what Ben's doing with Smoking Goat. I mean, none of, none of this is new, but but I like. I mean, I, I still like, I mean, in terms of like places to go sometimes, I mean, I go to Smoking Goat and just get like an amazing lob and, and just, you know, some sticky rice. I, I sit there quietly. I don't speak to anyone. I just, just kind of like, that's where I go for like just comfort, you know. I, I love that. Or sometimes like a good bowl of noodles or something like that, you know. Um, it just, that's, those are the places I go to. But again, it's very much constrained to like, you know, I got 30 minutes. Mm, yeah. And I'm really hungry and I just want to eat something nice. What about uh, uh, abroad? Any, I mean, if we look back a few years or so, or currently, <laughs> any uh, favorites out there that you really like, that you really love? I mean, your favorite um, restaurants in the world, which would they be? I mean, they can be simple places yeah. or top places. Or I mean, man, it's, it's hard to say. Look, I mean, you know, like, I mean, a lot of my friends, a lot of chefs that I have a lot of respect for, Going to their restaurants has always been very, very inspiring, um, you know. And, and you know, but I don't know. Like, there's places that I also there's those little places. I mean, uh, you know, like in Portugal where I go to sometimes. Perhaps, perhaps because of travel, that's the places I spend more time in, mm. um, and I really get inspired by going there. You know, but sometimes like amazing fish restaurants, or like you know. Like just like little Tashkas in Lisbon, you know, mm. like I mean. Any so uh, Tashkas in Lisbon. Yeah. What would your secret or not uh, address be? Which uh, which place would that be? Uh, 
Shit, I feel like I'm naked now. I don't have my phone on me. Like I'm going to stitch this up. And again, um, like a lot of the, a lot of the little tabernas that are in Lisbon. I mean, like a taberna the Holy Flores. You know, that's a little bit more more on the beat. You know, taberna de Flores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. nice. But um, I went to this place also, um, uh, taberna de Urico, uh, uh, Urico. Really cool. Like really, really cool place. Feels like you're in Lisbon. It feels like they're young kids. They took over a really old Tashka, and but the food is still feels like it's still relating to the past. And you still drink like wine in the Malgas, and, and, and the music is like Portuguese, but it's like loud, and it's like it's, there's a youthful that's a cool place. I had a really nice time. I, I've been there a couple of times. Like, I took some friends, like, fuck, this is cool. Um, I love Prado still, it's still one of my favorite restaurants. Uh, I have a lot of love for Tose, but I mean, I think you know, regardless of that. I think that place is still very inspiring for me, like, you know, because I look at the way he cooks and I feel like, fuck, I mean, like, you know, like, it's, it's, the place is nice. It's, I love to be there, going there. I still go there more often than anywhere. Gambrinos is like, it's not a task, but sitting at the counter in Gambrinos is such an old, again, looking back at the places I used to go to with my father, I mean, like, you know, looking at the past Lisbon, Lisbon from the past and going there, or a place like Pinocchio, it's like an old place in, in Lisbon that's been there for like, I don't know, 50, 60 years, and you still go there, and like, and the food is still very tasty. And what would you eat at Gambrinos or Pinocchio? Oh, the, I like, at the Gambrinos, I like sitting at the counter, and just like getting the croquettes, the prego, like, I mean, like, just like, um, you know, some, some nice, some nice, some nice fe- seafood, whatever they have in the seafood platter on the day. Stick to the more, like, sitting, the counter is a very different experience from sitting in the, in the dining room. The dining room is a little more refined, but the counter is like, it's where the till you can, you know, if, if, if that counter could talk, um, I think it'd be interesting uh, to hear what, 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 what it has to say. I mean, he's seen a lot of, from politicians to, you know, I don't know, just everyone. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it's an interesting um, space. Um, I, think, I think Lisbon's still full of those secrets. Um, and as I, as I um, you know, it's weird because I am from Lisbon, uh, but I've really spending so much time abroad I mean there's I still I'm still discovering Lisbon again so I'm seeing the new wave of Lisbon but also the old the old places um, there's a place uh, Fidalgo that I go to all the time I still love it but I feel like there's still a lot of places that have a lot of history that really uh, capture the old Lisbon Sassiquinch like neighborhoods like you know that's, that's a place that no one goes to because it's a old neighborhood place you're away from everywhere but the food is is special belmiro i went to i went to actually toze and a couple of friends the other day belmiro is a, a place again in a neighborhood it's not like in a in a in a dining destination it's a little neighborhood and the and the, the decoration is okay but the food wow is incredible you know i like you know like this this uh, a stew of chickpeas with the with the with the cod tripe, it was incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, like, like things that like, you know, like serving a pot, you're like, shit, man, this is like, I remember this from back, back in the day. I think Avelia, like this place that I, in the, this is not in Lisbon, but like in the middle of the Alentejo, where like, there's like, they have all these amphores, like, I mean, in Portugal, we have the tradition in the Alentejo of amphores. So, being the palheta, I mean, something that is actually our, you know, something that we, we celebrate as well. Mm-hmm. Is this place where they is like ultra traditional, uh, um, it's, a, it's an old like arch like arches in the middle of the Alentejo, this this amazing space, and they have like all these all this wine from the Afro, 
and they have uh, they have like you know again like um, uh, cuisine de grão like I mean all these like really old dishes um, that are rare to find and you know I guess Lisbon's is changing is very incredibly exciting but you can see us becoming more international so it's harder to find you have to go out of neighborhoods to find more mm. the old authentic food mm. I mean I think now that everything's more like oh let's make it modern let's make it yeah. a little more 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 international yeah um, so yeah so there's there's still places like that that we still need to um, there's still quite a few places like that that, that are that are not um, on the radar there's a restaurant called Policia a restaurant called Set Colinas these are all in Lisbon I mean you know like you have like you know uh, um, octopus coentrada or, or, or cuttlefish coentrada like dishes that you like you know serve them again in a clay pot in a big travessa or, or like you know like, like massive sized portions things that you don't that you don't really see anywhere mm-hmm. yeah I think those are you, those for me I feel like these days I mean I mean they're still incredibly affordable and, and you look around like you don't really see it's mostly locals um, and technique you know like you can start looking at techniques like well you know like Maybe the cuttlefish is like, you know, it's just braised instead of just... But it's not nice. But I think it's so inspiring because you, you capture the essence of what's happening. And that, that for me, that's what, that, what, that's what... That's what I learned the most is when I go to these places. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, like, and I know, like, okay, well, you know, you tweak things. But wow, that's, 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 that's true. That's real Portuguese cooking, you know? Yeah. And you look in the kitchen, you see, yep, that's Portuguese cooking. That, yeah. That's what it is. Last question: If you could jump on a plane tomorrow morning, go anywhere in the world to eat, simple or luxury, whatever kind of food, what kind of food destination would you? Where would where would you go, or and or Man. which restaurant would you go to? I don't know. I miss I miss I miss eating in Japan. I feel like that was real. Oof. Just eating in Japan was like, wow, I miss that. Mm. Just the product, the technique, the the array of I don't know like I mean just the execution the I don't know like I mean for me it was incredibly inspiring I mean I, you know I, I'm sure like you know um, a lot of a lot of people say this I mean there's a lot of places you know I, I miss the food of Goa but but you have to know in Goa it's so hard to find the right places to eat at um, it's it's almost impossible to find a good you know you have to go to people's homes but you know I miss I miss I miss the food of Japan I miss going to Japan and eating mm. in Japan Okay. I feel like that's incredibly inspiring, like the product, the way they work with the product. And also like how I see the connection between some of the product and some of the technique with the Portuguese. And I can see that there's a, there's a and I think that I've always been fascinated by that sort of exchange. The historical connection. Yes, yeah, yeah it's 1592, I think it was, we mm-hmm. started trading in Japan, yeah. commercial trades. And I think we can see that in, cook, in cooking. It's fascinating. Yeah. 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 Very good. Nuno Mendes. Thank you so much. Good luck with your restaurant and with your travels. Yeah, I get to travel more this time, I hope. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wall of Mouth podcast with Nuno Mendes in London. Find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more on the Wall of Mouth app, available in your app store, or visit our website at worldofmouth.app. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. I'm Kenneth Nars. Until next week when we meet Syrian chef Mohammad Orfali in Dubai.